0: Is there truly a difference between um, making love and having sex? Is, is there really a difference?
1: Um, well, you can beep this word as I say it, but there is a difference between making love and <laughs> mm, Okay,
0: okay, okay. <laughs>
1: If you're thinking about, you know, like a hot, carnal, passionate, like kind of a rough sex that some people enjoy, or even kinky sex that some people enjoy, I would say for some, the definition of making love and that type of sex is different.
0: it's relational. Greetings and salutations, our good people. Welcome to another episode of... It's Relational. My name is Kimar. My name is Deannie. And today, 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 Deannie, it's a phenomenal day. Yeah, it's a spicy day. It's a spicy day. Ooh la la. Yeah. Talking about red hot chili, pepper spicy. Very hot. Scotch bonnet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So on today's episode, we are talking about one of the most, I don't wanna say controversial, but the most talked about topic overall, which is love, sex, relationships combined all into one.
2: Yes. And
0: with that, we had to have one of the greatest of all time. I said it the GOAT, the greatest of all time, to come in and bestow the knowledge upon us and just share some information, right Danny? Yeah. Now, she's coming from her own podcast called Love Bites by Dr. Tara, already hinted who it is, but w- a little bit more about her, Deanna. What, what, what else do we know?
2: Well, she was featured in Cosmopolitan. What? And she's a tenured professor teaching sex communication.
0: Based in L.A.
2: Yeah, she's a phenomenal sex educator via TikTok. And she has 1.7 million followers, I believe. And counting? 1.8.
0: I'm going to say it already because it already is, it's on its way. Yes, yes. She's two a, million. She's a big deal. Two million. Let's she's a big deal. Million.
2: And she's here to just give us knowledge on sex, lovemaking. So you can better, you know, what you'll say, upgrade your relationship.
0: Because
2: mm. yeah, sometimes... It gets whack after a while, you know? And you got to change the position. You got to change what you're doing.
0: <laughs> the right?
2: You know, so be able to make love better to your partner.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So as she mentioned, featured in Cosmopolitan. Cosmopolitan.
2: Cosmopolitan. Oops. Yeah, I'm yes. getting nervous already. <laughs> that means the conversation
0: going to be spicy. Women's health, glamour, inside, and men's health. So... Without any further ado, DNA let's bring up the fantabulous guest that everybody needs to follow on all social media platforms. You ready? <laughs> <Okay>.
2: <laughs> Welcome, Dr. Tara. Whoop, 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 whoop.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Wow. I think that might have been my favorite introduction so far. <laughs> <laughs> Over 40 podcasts.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Well, we have to give you all Thank the introduction. Yes, we have to give you everything special. Um... To us, to everybody, you're a big deal. So I just want to make sure that we give you the most phenomenal intro.
1: Wow! Thank you.
0: Yeah, yeah. How are we doing today? Where are you located right now?
1: I am in Miami right now, which is Mm -hmm. a very spicy town, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. In Miami for two weeks before I head back to LA.
0: Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And I, you know, I was out in LA a couple of weeks ago too. I was in downtown LA. I was like steps away from what well, they call it the crypto arena, the Staples arena and very interesting town.
1: Yeah. I love LA. I actually live in downtown LA, like where you were standing. I'm probably just a couple blocks from there. I was uh, just downtown, downtown LA is super downtown.
0: fun. Yeah. The nightlife was very interesting. No matter what time of night or what time of whatever week it was, it was just very interesting, especially weird, weird enough Sunday night. Like, boom. <laughs> yeah, like boom. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Oh, it's happening. Yeah.
0: Plus, it was yeah. a game too, but you know, it was booming. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's a cool area. There's a there's a sex dungeon nearby. Mm. Oh God,
0: I did not <laughs> see that.
1: Yeah, well, let's get the conversation started.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, so, um, you know, while we have you, can you just tell us, I know we interviewed you, uh, can you tell us a little bit more on your background, how you got into your profession?
1: I am originally from Thailand. Uh, mm. I came to the U.S. for schooling and I did university here, and then I did my master's, PhD program. I finished my PhD, um, and I just figured, like, I love being here because the first time I came here, I came to Los Angeles, I felt like it was very open-minded, very inclusive, very diverse, quite sexually liberating comparing to where I'm from. I just, I loved it here, so I decided to stay Uh, academically, I studied a lot of relationships. Mm. Uh, When I was in the PhD program, I studied empathy in a relationship, how to communicate better in a relationship, attachment style, jealousy. I studied all kinds of things. And after I graduated, I won an award for one of my research papers. And I knew that I was in the right track. Mm. Uh, In terms of personal life, the reason why I really wanted to study sex in depth was because I never been sexually satisfied until like five years ago, (laughs) or three years ago. Yeah, I would say my whole 20s, I had a lot of casual sex, but I wasn't sexually satisfied. And I wasn't like, you know, Mm -hmm. super happy with myself. And that's a part of my journey that I talk about a lot because I think people think, you know, being sexually liberated means having a lot of sex with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, To me, being sexually liberated means being able to talk about sex in any aspects of sexuality. Mm -hmm. And for people who like say, you know, I'm going to have a lot of sex because it feels good for me because I choose it kudos to you. That's good for you. Power to you. For people who are like, I don't want to have a lot of sex. I need to go on a date. I need to go on 10 days before I can have sex. And right. I'm going to communicate that boundary props to you. That's great for you. And I, I think that there is this False dichotomy in our society where a sexually liberated person has a ton of sex with a ton of people. Um, I would say I I disagree. Uh, Sexually liberated person is someone who is able to communicate
2: their sexual boundaries. Yeah, I I prefer that definition than than what is being pushed out, like saying that you when you're sexual liberty it means you just in a sense hone it out, you know. And it's like, do you really want to throw it out? Let's be real now. (laughs) After a while you're gonna wanna get married and then they're gonna know like yeah, you've been you've been for the streets for a while.
0: So <laughs> I have a couple of questions hearing her story for you. Now, I know we're expecting our first child and, and, and I'm very happy about that. But we've been married eight years now. Mm-hmm. Have I been taking care of you sexually? Yes. Say it say it for the camera. <laughs> please. I wanna make sure.
2: <laughs> what date is today?
0: Today is November what, twenty eighth? To 26 i'm sorry
2: okay today november 26th saturday is saturday afternoon <laughs> 2022 kamara johnson has been sexually satisfying me diane johnson <laughs> since we've been dated <laughs> okay. very yeah. good very good
0: i was nervous because there is um a common thing where a lot of women are typically in to the be box. honest
2: just like you tara um before meeting Kamara like He's been, like, the only one that's ever really satisfied me sexually. And I told him that, but I don't think he really believes me, but it's the truth, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. It's not easy for women to just, like, have yeah. sex and just be super fulfilled. Like, mm-hmm. there's a, a lot has to fall in line for us to have, you know, to say, like, oh, that was amazing.
0: Right. Like,
1: a lot of things have to go right.
0: Okay, okay. So, obviously, um, um, I know one major thing is, the, the, right feelings, right? Not just, you know, willing to like, Oh yeah, come, let's do this. Um, it's more so like the, the attraction that you feel to that opposite person. Um, right. so I that's one major thing. I- I'm curious what else needs to kind of like fall in order for that, you know, for a woman to really feel, um, sexually, um, satisfied. What else?
1: You know, based on research, we know that women get bored faster than men. So there's a three-year hump, five-year hump and 10-year hump you guys have passed, you're in your eighth year. So you passed your three-year hump and five-year hump. Now the 10-year hump is coming, but you can prevent that. So when research looked into what types of sex are couples, long-term couples having and what types of sex are long-term couples that reported the highest sexual satisfaction are having. And they found the differences is, Long-term couples that are, that are having a happy sex life typically have much more variety and typically take much longer for foreplay. Yeah, so long-term couples who are bored, women who are bored, who are not super sexually attractive to their husbands or boyfriends are typically in, in a relationship where they usually report lack of diversity, like lack of variety in their sexual relationship and then also
0: lack of good foreplay. Hmm. Wow. You know, actually, one of the questions... was is-
2: crazy. You hear... The- I think people need to, there needs to be emphasis on the foreplay. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't take that as very important. They just think like, you know, I'm go ready to go. Let's just do this. It's like, take time with me, shorty. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's into it, car, you know, yeah. like, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. The thing is, like, there's a uh, much difference in between men's and women's sexual desire and right. how to build it. There is two to, well, now three types of different sexual desires. There is a spontaneous desire, responsive desire, and contextual desire. Okay. Uh, a lot of men will report having spontaneous, well, there's like a quiz you can take. A lot of men have spontaneous desire, meaning they could, let's say, you know, see uh, a sexy woman walk across the street and are able to like think of sexual things and get a boner and then are able to like have a quickie, right? Mm -hmm. Or like a lot of men watch porn. What they do is like they, you know, unless you have been a porn addict for a long time, usually it doesn't take long for men to get an erection from seeing like a sexual scene, Facts. Uh, so that's spontaneous sexual desire. Like you can get an erection and be aroused in within like three to five minutes. Uh, however, most women, not all, uh, some women have spontaneous desires, but most women have responsive desires. What it is is they're, they they do not just go, oh, I see that dude. Oh, I'm going to go and jump on him right now. Um, uh, right. but like, oh, I see him. Oh, I'm interested. Um, and then the more we talk, the more we build up this, uh, tension between us, the more I'm observing your physique, your body, your, what is like your swag, like your style, the more I'm turned on, uh, and then you touch me and then you, you know, grab my arms, massage my arms, then I'm more turned on. Then the responsive desires come. Then you go, Oh, now I want to have sex.
0: Wow. Okay. yeah
1: yeah. so that's the difference and I'm 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 blown away that this is not taught in like sex ed in high school because a lot of people have had heartbreaks from yeah. from you know either the guy trying to push the girl having sex too early too fast when she's dry like when she's not yet wet and then maybe misunderstanding like oh, why are you not wet? What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Nothing's wrong with you because you have s- responsive sexual desire. It takes time. It takes 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour for you to be mindfully stimulated and then your body gets wet. You Then it's, you know, nature's work.
2: Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. I- yeah, so <laughs> what, what does that mean? Patience. Have a little patience. You're
0: looking at me a little no, hard.
2: No, sorry. <laughs> no, it what Ta- um, Dr. Tara is saying, like, have more patience, right? Uh-huh. Be more aware of what your partner needs, right?
0: Uh-huh.
2: You know, involve the foreplay. Okay. Because that gets you both excited, right? Mm-hmm. You Yes, you're already excited because the guy, for some reason, they're already excited. You turn on the light, they're ready to go, right? But at least it amps up more of their excitement while they going through that foreplay, um, you know, to get their their lady excited too. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I I slightly
0: feel like I'm being direct. This is directed at me. I I'm slightly. just looking at you.
2: I'm not directing anything. Doctor Tara
0: can see the intent in your eyes. It okay, looks like you're looking at me. <laughs> <there>. <laughs> Next question. Um, is, you mean? <laughs> <laughs>
2: she's, having a, she's having a
1: conversation. She's having okay. a conversation. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Fine. <laughs>
1: What, what uh? What an interesting thing about foreplay is there was a big survey that asked men and women about how long should foreplay should foreplay mm. last? Yeah. and uh, a lot of women would say 20, 30 minutes foreplay, and a lot of men would say five to ten minutes foreplay. Now that's a huge discrepancy. Yeah. If you're saying 10, you're saying 30, that's a 20 minute discrepancy where the woman feels rushed, she is not yet wet, and the man is then feels like, oh, maybe she doesn't want me, she keeps pushing me off. Wow. Right. There's a lot of misunderstandings come from just basic statistics and just basic human behavior. If we learn more, like by listening to ne- listening to this episode on It's Relational, <laughs> now you know that like we're a lot of our behaviors are simply statistics, and we just have to understand the nature of how we all behave and how do we then communicate, have a dialogue and then come together, come together <laughs> in the middle and have the best sex you can possibly have. Yeah.
0: Wow. I didn't realize maybe this is me being a guy. I didn't realize sex was that deep. Um in terms of like definition, um the background, yeah. just everything encompassing it. I didn't yeah. realize it was that
2: it's very deep. Sex is very deep. Like like, what it's said too, like, cause I don't remember what scripture it is in the Bible, but like when you have sex with someone, like you're you're bonding with them. It's a spiritual
0: bond with them. That now moves into our, our question about yeah. bond. Ask the question. You was dying yeah, to ask so, the
2: so it's it's a
0: lot deeper. That's why yes,
2: there are some people that want to have sex with multiple people. If that's what you want, is you're right, okay? But it it is much safer if you solely stick to that one person and have the best sex of your life with that one person. You know, you protect yourself against those kind of diseases out there, odds, and STDs. Yes, anyone can get it, right? <laughs> And it's even better when you both go to the clinic together and get tested. It's like, okay, you're good, I'm good, we can go now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And just oh, be yeah.
2: conscious of that.
0: Yeah. So, um, I guess transitioning to what you're saying and just the bond. I guess the the main question I want to ask, which Diani had you know mentioned earlier, what exactly is fluid bonding?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I did the same interview for, I think, Cosmo. Uh, right. Fluid <laughs> bonding is that stage in a relationship where the two partners are ready to have sex without protection mm-hmm. and bond through their bodily fluids from skin to skin. Right. So if you are thinking heterosexual couple, it's penis and, you know, vagina. Vagina produces liquid, same does penis. And you know, when you come inside, that's fluid bonding. Now it's not for everybody. If you're not ready to have children, if you're not yet tested, I definitely not recommending that. But if you're a long-term couple and you're ready to kind of take that to another level, there is a whole theory behind why fluid bonding is very deep versus sex within the, where you come in a condom
0: yeah love is relational never far away even when you give me space from you travel sunny days we can skate i got a place for you the home that you put effort in it hey relational crew listen up if you haven't checked it out by now we dropped an ebook on the top 25 tips to have a beautiful long-lasting marriage so the link will be in the description below so enjoy and soak up
2: the knowledge because ooh, it's, it's relational. relational.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Is, is yeah. Good for you? I know yeah. You well, was...
2: obviously, I've been fluid bonding. Have you seen my belly? <laughs> <laughs> like, I
1: would say, do you think it feels good when he comes inside? Like, would you say fluid
2: bonding feels good? I would say yes. What? It, it's funny. <laughs>
0: I, you, this is the first I'm hearing this. Well, always...
2: well, I can say this, you know, because we're married and, you know, it's been eight years now. But, like, it's funny, like, when when we were, like, when we got married, like, before we were married, we were fluid bonnet, which was not good. <laughs> 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 oh, the Lord was covering us because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that's this,
1: okay. Were you on birth control?
2: I was on birth control for some time and then I was off of it. And then ah, our first were year of marriage, cool I went back on it. Like, her oh, right. first year of marriage, I went back yeah. on birth control. Yeah. I ended up getting the um the IUD mm. for, like, five years,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, three years. For three years, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, so that's what that was. But even then, so I didn't want a fluid bond, even with my IUD inside, because I was terrified of that 1%. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, they say it protects you 99%. Yeah,
2: and plus we got married at 21, so we're just like, yeah, let's not be so courageous.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> it'd have been a typical story too. Because even getting married at twenty one, a few a short months after that, I had went away with the army. So like, it would have been a story like they got married, he went away in the military, and she's pregnant. It would have been a whole Netflix series.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. It was it was like, tough. yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's it's fun. It's fun, especially when you're when you do it with someone that you trust. You know, and you know that person is clean right Mm -hmm. yeah it's clean (laughs) because they're like 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 what Dr. Tara said Kimara it's a big deal when you're making that step that move in the relationship so it has to be with someone that you trust that okay if I'm going to fluid bond with you that you're not going to bring unwanted things in my vag like SDIs, STDs you know (laughs) don't turn my cleanness to dirtiness like
1: Uh, I think one thing about fluid bonding too is uh, when two people feel the most like fused in terms of like physically and spiritually because if you think about it uh, when you do come in a condom and you then you you know pull it out then you take the condom off there was no like actual fusing of like both people's fluids so if you think about it fluid bonding is like it's it's very spiritual.
2: Yeah, so I be, I be uh-huh. careful, man. Get married, people. That's what I'm saying. To so the right person, okay. And then
1: I, don't know. I don't know about. I don't know about marriage because I've been. I've been. I'm, I am getting married in January, but I've been reading a lot of statistics. Thank mm-hmm. you. I've been reading a lot of statistics right at the at this moment. The newest statistics is forty two percent almost fifty percent divorce rate in the United States. What do you guys think about that?
0: I would That's say
1: half of the people
0: pretty much half yeah. I know
2: it's a lot of people. I would say too, a lot of people get married for the wrong reasons. That's the first thing. They automatically just think, "Okay, I love you for now." but they're not it's not a deep kind of love, I would say. Or they just really like that person and what that person can offer them. Mm -hmm. Like whether it's, oh, this person can offer me a good lifestyle, so I'm going to just get married to this person. Or it's been years now, let me just get married because you asked me. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't really want to marry you. Right. And then you're stuck in that kind of relationship. So I think, too, a lot of people don't really know that person that they're really getting married to. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, I mean, to piggyback off for you as well, you know, a lot of times people forget that a marriage is, let's say, a lifelong event. They only think of the wedding, which is day of. Um, Mm -hmm. So so typically what does happen is people put a lot of planning into the actual wedding itself, which sometimes comes to, you know, an unsurmountable amount of debt, which you're already starting the the marriage off in the major negative. So you Mm -hmm. carrying that into your new marriage that's already setting you guys on a bad foot. We ain't no experts. We just been hurt. But you know what I mean? Like, we started our marriage as as very, I don't want to say cordial, but like very, you know, minimal. So we did a very small wedding, hence getting married at 21. So what could we really
2: afford? We, even, we got married in his mother's living room. So, what could we really afford? So I didn't get to have my big, you know, wedding, but I... I would like to renew our vows and do like an actual ceremony situation. That would be nice.
0: And then um, going back to what you were saying, Dr. Tara, I feel like over time, one or both couples kind of get complacent and really stops trying or putting an effort in their relationship, especially sex, Um, especially sex. So this topic that we're talking about today is amazing because like you said, the three and five and eight, no, sorry, the three, five and 10 year hump, right. When it comes Mm -hmm. to like, you know, trying to you know, make sure that, not trying, we don't use the word try, making sure your significant other is taken care of sexually. I didn't realize that, you know, passing those humps are a good indicator that everybody's taken care of and everybody's happy. Yeah,
2: it's important. Like having a healthy sex life is important. Like like what you said, put an actual time in each and every day, just because Mm -hmm. you've been with this person for a long time, doesn't mean that you shouldn't put an effort every day, like as if it was the first day. Mm -hmm. Still go on these dates, still be spontaneous and like you know do something to your um with your spouse that will make them like just be like wow like the last date was great but this is amazing like this was a whole new experience for me whole new adventure and like you know really like put all that in to um Mm -hmm. create more happy moments Mm -hmm. and more fun moments um with your spouse and not be so like hung up on the little things and argue less you're gonna argue of course it's weird mm-hmm. if you don't argue but like find ways to better handle your disputes so it doesn't end in like mm-hmm. i don't want to see your face for the next two months don't touch me don't talk to <laughs> me you're we have a three-bedroom house oh you're gonna sleep gosh. in the other bed like i was watching <laughs> i was watching the crown obviously their situation was different you know philip seemed like he was honing it out um <laughs> on netflix and they slept in separate rooms like across from each other it's like good night hon he's across the hall we're not doing that i'm not gonna put him on the couch he's not gonna
0: put I me would, on the couch. i would even go I, I'm, he wouldn't even go i bought the bed he would even <laughs> go on the couch never understood that
2: yeah so those kind of like weird battles that you do with your spouse it's not mm-hmm. you gotta be able to work out these differences so you got say- the tower you're gonna <laughs> get over your humps you can do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. okay.
1: I would say a lot of long-term couples have reported that their number one issue um, is sex. Wow. And typically, that sexual frustration is the stem of a lot of problems. Yeah. Maybe you're arguing about dishes, but really, it's sexual frustration. Maybe you're arguing about, oh, why did you buy that new iPhone? But really, it's sexual frustration. There is no passion. Relationship is dry. Everything is just robotic. And there is no more you know excitement, fun, and playfulness in a relationship. Yeah. When you're up to that point... Anything at all that you do can be a cause of an argument, but when you really dig deeper into the root of those causes, you'll see that it's sexual frustration and not feeling
2: like you're desired in a relationship. Yeah, it's, it's true. Complacency. It's like, when was the last time you told your husband that, man, you look good, man? Complacency. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, That's
2: very really important. Watch. You look yeah. hot. You know, like, I yeah. you. You know, like- <laughs> Yeah. No, no,
0: no. It just comes back to like complacency. It is like complacency.
2: It's yeah. like I feel you. secure because mm. you're here, and it's been five years. Mm. You're not gonna go nowhere.
1: I think that uh, hump too is probably because after, let let's see, let's say after you've been dating for three years, that first hump is typically like, oh man, we have had the same kind of sex forever, um, and like we need variety, uh, mm. and then. That five-year hump is like, oh man, we've had the same, same kind of sex with the same person for five years. How do we improve this sex and excitement and playfulness with this one person? How do I desire them more,
0: right? right? Yeah.
1: And then the 10-year usually is because you've already had children. That becomes the problem is like we don't even have time to have sex.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: you know, each hump has like unique issues. Yeah.
0: So, so hearing about timing and we're, we're asking some of the questions that we had for you and then some of them are not, but, um, I remember hearing, I forgot which celebrity said it, but I want to hear your opinion on it. Um, s- carving out and scheduling times to have sex. Do you think that's actually efficient? Do you think it's nonsense? Like what is your thoughts on scheduling um sex in a calendar with your spouse?
1: I am a fan.
0: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm a supporter of that idea because, um, my, I mean, both my partner and I are very, very busy. Mm. Uh, we try to, of course, like we have sex regularly. Of course, we have that playfulness in a relationship. We always do that 10 second kissing, like before you leave, not just pecks on the cheeks, but 10 seconds kissing because there's research that shows there's a difference in oxytocin being released versus like kiss on the cheeks as you leave versus 10 seconds kissing. So, things like that we always have to embed in the relationship. However, when you're extremely busy and you're on a go and you're in different states, There got to be six days scheduled on our Google calendar so that we know, okay, this day, we're dedicating it to just intimacy. We're going to order food in, we're going to order coffee, or just, you know, stay in bed and we're going to connect. And I think that's very, very important because if you are very busy and you don't have, and you don't put that in, perhaps you fill it with other things, lunch meetings, businesses, right? So to make it an official thing where we both prioritize, we have to put it on the calendar. So I am actually a fan of scheduling sex. I know a lot of people are not because they think it's not spontaneous. Mm -hmm. However, I think some of the people that say, oh, I don't like it, it's not spontaneous. I think it's okay to not like it because if your life, you can afford spontaneity when it comes to sexual wellness, that's good for you. Not Mm -hmm. everybody's life is like yours. some people's lives are very busy in terms of how they are able to show up in the same place Mm. so uh, scheduling for those people is very important i like that
2: and that helps too when you have kids so it's like oh yeah
1: when you have kids you gotta schedule a time to send them off to like their grandparents or something and have an intimacy day
2: yeah it's true Okay. Wow. Especially if you you know if you you have you know multiple kids in different ages, like you know, you're gonna need to schedule everything. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I- and I think that's really important so that you have like that long period of just sexually connecting and not mm-hmm. just like, okay, kids asleep, let me pull my pants down and just enter. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. it's like then it's more like then it, then you can involve massages then you can involve other things like fingering. Then you can involve, you know, other, other play. Okay.
0: See, good answer. Good answer. Great (laughs) answer.
1: (laughs) What's a, what's your ideal foreplay? What are some of the things that should happen in a foreplay that you think it's
2: a very turn on, uh, like very hot? Well, well, for me, it's like, you know, the touching of the legs, the boobage. The badge, you know, like a little caressing and just like do these things more like slow. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. she's, she's sensual, a slow person she's a slow person <laughs> you know? like the, the slow kissing like kissing on the neck and all that and if you you know if you have a little perfume like smelling like oh you smell
0: good you know well the perfume yeah. is a little iffy because i know just
2: don't don't suck on the neck just <laughs> it
0: don't matter if you suck on the neck if you, <laughs> you get the taste of it i'm like "Oh, uh.
2: it <laughs> tastes like alcohol <laughs> right <laughs> so maybe no perfume but just kissing on the neck mm-hmm. yeah. those kind of things is nice yeah yeah, yeah, I know. What yeah, I know. I be, be doing
0: it. doing it. Okay. So okay. you pregnant? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then for me, what I think I not think what I know I like is um generally uh, I guess a lot of tongue kissing or you know if people want to be formal say French kissing um I like that um I do like longer durations of of a kiss um so like a makeout yeah session. He, yeah
2: he does yeah sometimes I'm
0: like <laughs>
2: oh <laughs> <you yeah. know? laughs> it's like can i have, breathe like
0: <laughs>
1: does any of you have allergies
0: um not to anything um no, no.
1: okay no. a lot of people that have allergies have problems with like long time french kissing
2: i don't have any allergies just like can i breathe let me give me a second <laughs> let me come back again
0: okay okay well interesting point then um you know something that came to mind i wanted to ask is there truly a difference between um making love and having sex is is there really a difference
1: um well you can beep this word as i say it but there is a difference between making love and (laughs) Mm,
0: okay okay okay
1: If you're thinking about, you know, like a hot, carnal, passionate, like kind of um, rough sex that some people enjoy or even kinky sex that some people enjoy. I would say for some, the definition of making love and that type of sex is different. It's different in degrees of heat, different in degrees of kinkiness, different degrees of, let's say, dirty talk. Mm. Uh, Some people like really, you know, strong, rough, passionate, kinky sex, and some are more sensual. And there's no right or wrong answer. It's just um, it's a part of their sexual archetype, like a sexual style. Some people communicate in a very compassionate, kind way. Some people communicate in a very aggressive, to the point way, it's just different styles, right? Like some people are introverts, some people are extroverts. So when it comes to sex, we all have different profiles. And when I work as a coach, when I work with my clients and couples, I usually go through this series of questions to get their sexual profile first because it could be the very cause of why they are fighting. Right. Uh, it's just they don't love the same kind of sex. Now, is that like doomed for the couple? Hell no. You can totally meet, like there is middle ground. You can find a way to have satisfying sex for both of you, and that takes compromise like anything else. But yeah, you can, I would say the making love, in, by definition for most people, it is more soft, slow, safe. Sensual, perhaps like slower thrusts, a lot more affirmations. I love you, baby. You're so beautiful, right? A lot more loving and like kind, affectionate words, Uh, perhaps not so much non-PC dirty talk. Mm -hmm. that some other people that like kinky carnal sex like
2: okay well that's important to know because you know if you don't know like your partner's sexual profile like what you say Mm -hmm. then you're going in sensual and then like no grab my hair (laughs) kind of thing (laughs) slap you know some people are into that stuff or being choked and all that It's a little hardcore. Mm -hmm. That's their preference. But that's their preference. preference. Yeah. People are into that. So you want to be able to satisfy your spouse, but in a safe way. Because don't go too rough. Don't go too hard. You know, have some gentleness in there as well. I've
1: seen actually uh, quite a few women clients that told me that they had dumped their boyfriends because they didn't know how to have sex assertiveness and taking charge and you know the perhaps a more kinky kind of sex based on her sexual profile because she was meeting sensual guys so that's different you think based on media like tv or even porn based on that you would think Men are usually the ones that like rough sex that are more like bam bam right. bam, right? Yeah. But that's not always the case, you know? Some men are more sensual, some women are more rough and kinky, and, and also vice versa. Some men like rough sex and women some women like sensual. It sounds like you guys are already know your sexual profile.
2: Yes. Um, I would say um a little bit of both. Both what? It's a little bit of both, both what? <laughs> It's a, it's a little, um, for us, it's a, a little bit sensual and it's a little bit rough at times, but like, mm-hmm. you know, like we have our moments like, okay, you can be a little rough at this time or, you know, it's communicated basically, mm-hmm. or it can mm-hmm. be more sensual at this time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically I go off for her groove. Cause sometimes she's like, Oh wait, go slower, go slower, wait, wait, go slower. And one thing <laughs> I learned when the woman is telling you to do something, you do it. So just for, do oh, it everybody <laughs> so yeah. she's saying go slower go slower don't oh yeah i'm really giving it to. Her, so let me change up the tempo no 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 yeah no. but that's no, why no
2: that's why you sure. should be communicated like you gotta let let your spouse know what you like you know stop ex. stop thinking this is a mind game where they're supposed right. to just know like no, let them know because sometimes what if your sexual profile changes like maybe mm-hmm. when you guys were dating at a younger age mm-hmm. you liked it rough but now you more prefer it more sensual like mm-hmm. you got to communicate that There's
1: actually important- <laughs> yeah communication is the most important thing in a relationship in regardless of what topic right like yeah sex, sex finances Children, Mm -hmm. like whatever it is, you got to have the best communication. Talking about like sexual profile changing, that is totally something that is pretty common. I think people think, oh, that is just me and that's it. Like, Mm -hmm. this is who I am. Not really. Uh, Research showed that people, as they explore through their adulthood, sometimes they come to realize like, whoa, I'm actually really into this thing. Like some people discover their fetish in their 40s. Oh. Wow. So, you know, whatever you thought you knew and what you were into, just know, just be open to whatever comes. Because sometimes you change. Sometimes you realize, oh, wow, I'm learning to really like this. And this is a phase of my life. Wow. Some yeah. people like had just learned. I talked to women in their 40s. Like in the, this is a couple in their early 40s. They had just learned nipple play where you play with the nipples for extended period of time. Oh. And she had just learned that she likes it. You know and she's in her 40s like you would think a woman in her 40s knows by now like exactly how she likes the sex to be done but right. no because you just you keep exploring you just find things later in life that you find pleasurable and you just get and you just say hey this is what i'm into for now
0: wow yeah this is interesting i didn't realize it was this intricate
2: yeah like a you evolve involved and things change you know and that's all it is
0: wow okay
1: what about toys and stuff have you guys incorporated
0: toys
2: no i never was into that handcuffs um i
0: think we did handcuffs before. we did
2: handcuffs before and we did like the whole scarf thing and like you know when you get ice and all that but we never did like like the extra toys that like that's mm-hmm. available some people do it um, mm-hmm. never, i personally don't because it was just like you know why would i get a toy when i have the real thing it don't make sense to me
1: mm-hmm. you know
2: that's why i never like what about
1: like edibles like chocolate like things that are food we've done
2: food we've done yeah. food yeah. yeah we've done food yeah. yeah what i always wanted to get though was uh, one of those like you know those like edible like panties and stuff i always wanted to buy one of those. But i never got ew. it yeah
0: yeah I, you yeah. did tell me about this a long right.
2: time ago what was i said i wanted to do that i think that was high school was I actually, I that high school? <laughs> yeah, but I never
1: bought it, so yeah. Edible panties and then you like lick it off.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Let me add right. that to my Amazon cart. <laughs> uh,
1: that's upcoming your next Valentine's Day.
2: Let <laughs> me <laughs> go get it on Amazon. Wait, Cyber Monday. <laughs> you can do
1: anything online nowadays. It's so easy. You oh, you can get Cyber Monday. You can get a whole sex doll online.
2: Oh yeah, saw, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just enough. saw this
1: company in um in I think they're in Santa Monica. They're for sure in California. Uh, there's this sex doll called Harmony, and it's an AI sex doll.
0: Oh, have you wow. seen it?
1: It's on. It was on a documentary on Vice. And uh, she can talk and she has a certain personality that you set up. You can set up for her to be like jealous, like a jealous girlfriend. It's insane the amount of settings there are. I remember in this show, the reporter asked her, so Harmony, are you a sex robot? She said, well, to call me a sex robot is to call a computer a
2: calculator. Wow. (laughs)
1: Like she is capable of so much more.
2: Wow. wow, that is wild. I I couldn't
0: do it. iRobot robot is starting to be a real thing. Yeah, oh,
2: yeah. I feel like okay.
1: in the future, there's one hundred percent people that will have relationships with these robots.
2: Yeah, more than likely. I'm just not one of them. I like human connections. You know what that reminds me of? Yeah.
0: That reminds me of. Uh, I don't know if anybody's seen it, but uh, Futurama. There was an episode yeah. where Fry um was in love with Lucy Lou and like downloaded her onto an AI. And like yeah. Her, yeah. Yeah. Fell in love with her. So when you said, "Wow." Yeah. Well, it's wild out there.
2: It's wild <laughs> out there. Um, so well, another question we have, like, so people have always said that they've experienced bad sex, right? So, in your professional opinion, what does bad sex typically look like or described as? Mm. Maybe like from some of your clients.
1: Bad sex is typically described as mindless sex. So sex that is good is mindful. Sex that is good is two people paying attention. To their own bodies and to each other so mindless means you're not fully there mindless means you're either just laying there as a dead fish or you're not engaging or you're not making eye contact you're not moaning you're not engaging your senses with this other human be- being right. that's mindless and that's bad sex anyone can have bad sex uh, casual sex can be bad short-term relationship can be bad long-term relationship can be bad long-term married couples can have bad sex Anyone can have bad sex because... At some point in in people's lives, if they ever forget to put in the effort, the attention, the focus, the passion within a sexual encounter, it becomes mediocre sex, and then even worse, bad sex.
0: So, so the part two to that would be it. Obviously, sounds like there is, but what are some negative drawbacks into staying in a relationship uh, where the sex is is bad, like, and it's just not improvement. Like, it is obvious answers, but like professional answer, like, what would you say mm-hmm. is like that long term effect? of staying in relationship with bad sex depression oh
1: um a long-term psychological outcome could be extreme anxiety because for the long, if you're in a relationship for a long time where you do not feel desired, and you don't feel any passion, you could develop anxiety and low
0: self-esteem. Mm, okay, okay. So, okay.
1: and that could, you know, that's highly correlated with depression. So to it's safe to say having good relationships and being in a passionate, playful uh, relationship and good relationship is very, very important because when you're not in a good relationship there are a lot of psychological outcomes negative outcomes that are just really bad for you personally then then you should be single like if that if you're in that kind of relationship it's better that you're single
2: yeah i i can see that i can see that because yeah. you know and that can happen for both men and women there's no you know it can happen for either or and then when that tends to happen and someone gives you a little tension right
1: Yeah, want
2: to go out there and what? Step out on your relationship because your your spouse at home is not giving you the attention that you've been wanting for all these years. Okay. And you yeah. see why these, why these divorce rates are so high. You See? Huh? Yeah. So that could uh-huh. be part of it. That could be part of it.
0: Okay. So yeah. that bad sex can lead to um, psychological issues and also pushing a person to step out of their relationship or marriage or whatever it may have you because of that.
1: 100%. That's like number one reason of divorce is infidelity.
0: mmm and yeah. why,
1: why do people engage in infidelity? Maybe a small percentage of people are just like chronic cheaters, but yeah. most of them are unhappy. Like they're Undesired, feeling undesired, unsexy, just feeling crappy in their relationship. And that's why they step out and, you know, cheat. And I'm not saying that's justification at all because two people should be communicating. But rather than communicating, confronting the elephant in the room, which is lack of passion in your relationship, sexless marriage, you would rather take the easy way out and go get your attention elsewhere as long as your wife or husband doesn't know. Right. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it is the number one reason for divorce is infidelity.
0: Wow. Yeah, it sounds, yeah, yeah, sounds good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: So effort uh, is really important when it comes to sexual relationship and passion in the relationship for the long term, uh, but also realistic expectations. I think people think that they will have this like, Amazing, heated, intensely arousing sex, and as if they had the first time they had sex. I think sexual satisfaction grows with you, and it morphs into different types of sex. And that's why I'm saying variety is really important, um, and being open minded to like different things.
2: Uh, it's yeah, different. I, I know what you mean, Doctor Tar. Yeah, <laughs> I variety. I thought about some instances.
0: Like, what?
2: Okay. Okay. Well, we're the thing is, we're out of school now, so it's okay to say it.
0: <laughs> okay. <so>. Okay.
2: <laughs> there was a time I when we were in high school.
0: Mm-hmm. Was it my math class? It was probably both of ours, something like <laughs>
2: that. It was my math class. That was when we were being really bad kids, so we like we had sex in our in my math class, right?
0: Yep. Proud of it.
2: Nice. And just it was terrifying because it was during the time of
0: track practice. I don't recommend anybody do it, but do not do that. (laughs) I'm proud of it.
2: Because it was just like in with track practice in the school they we were on I forgot what floor we were on.
0: You're mentioning already Okay too much.
2: much. It's too much. (laughs) I'm not gonna mention the floor, but it was just like wow, we really did that let's get out of (laughs) here.
1: Well, but having sex uh, in different places does help people get more excitement in their sexual
2: relationship. Yeah. I mean, on the rooftop. Yeah. Or on a We're hike. On a yeah. A hike. No,
0: we haven't done a hike. We before. haven't
2: done a car. hike. car. we've done the car. The car is
0: simple. The but... side of the
2: road. Oh, my gosh, Kermaris. Awesome. <laughs> yeah.
1: So you guys are more kinky than you think.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who's really like, who's who's breaking her out of that. Like, I, I'm pretty much daring. I will do almost any and any. Well, sorry. I'll do a lot of things, not everything. <laughs> I'll do a lot of things. And sometimes I'm like, yo, come along for the ride. Come along for the show. And she's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so, but that, yeah.
1: that open-mindedness and flexibility, I think that's going to go, that's going to be gold for you guys for a long time.
0: Well, Dr. Taro, I have to say it. Normally, I would say it earlier, but I was so engaged in conversation. Our tagline at It's Relational uh, when an episode is just like, uh, you know, amazing. You know, my cup runneth over with our conversation. I was supposed to say it earlier, but I kept getting engaged with other questions and, you know, questions from you. So my cup runneth over. And I just want to thank you for just coming through with so much information and a lot of insight that I didn't know. For everybody who did not know, because I didn't know, sex is very intricate it's not just stab stab take off your pants it's not just that it's way more than that so thank you for shedding light on on
2: that yeah you're very welcome it goes there it goes there Mm
1: -hmm. it's my pleasure i love uh i love talking about sex that's my calling
2: so is it important for a person or a couple to try like new activities and suggestions like in their relationship
1: Yes, 100%. This goes back to my theory of the three-year three hump, five-year, ten-year hump, is the humps are because it lacks passion and excitement for the couple. So trying new things and incorporating new things is extremely important. Now, does it mean like you will continuously have to do new things forever? No, uh, it just means like you try this new thing for a certain period of time and then you go back to your sensual sex and then maybe three months later you try this new new thing for a certain period of time something that i highly recommend people try uh, just for fun for them to feel like a little bit more naughty and playful is dirty talk because perhaps for the longest time, they feel like they have been, you know, like goody-goody and have, a, you know, the vanilla kind of sex and they want to step out, but they don't want to try the kinky sex yet. Now, the I think the to engage in dirty talk is pretty low stake. Like yeah. to say certain things where, you know, it's a little bit more aggressive or more carnal might be the lowest stake, like in stepping out to that like non-vanilla kinky realm. Other things that I feel are like, pretty easy to engage in is like sexting. I think long-term couples uh, that have never tried sexting, I highly recommend it. There's research that shows sexting increases relationship satisfaction significantly. Mm. So if you're in a long-term relationship, you've been dating for a year or more, I highly recommend sexting. Now, if you don't know what to send, uh, there are many things you can send. You can send easy things like, you know, can't wait to taste you tonight. Uh, You can say, I'll be naked and waiting in the bedroom, right? Or uh, yeah, you can say things like that. It doesn't even have to be that intense, right? Because people think there's a lot of like swearing or it has to be intense when you sext. Not at all. You can say uh, you can say things like thinking of you is getting me wet. Right? right, things like that that are more sensual. But if you're texting them like in the middle of the day, it's very out of ordinary, and that's the that's the key to yeah. having excitement in your relationship is doing things out of ordinary.
0: Right
2: yeah
1: so i would highly recommend dirty talk in the bedroom and then sexting during the day
2: yeah Wow. i like that and like what tara is saying like when you're sexting it doesn't mean you have to send photos it could just be the words
1: right it you could know, just be the words
0: photos, photos are, are, are you know welcome though
2: yeah okay. yeah welcome.
1: photos are welcome
0: <laughs> okay. okay okay um but obviously
2: to a person that you really trust, but at least with the sexting, just the word and what are you going to do with that? Send it to your your coworker, okay? What? But at least you're not sending your boobs and then like, oh my gosh, look at her areolas. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> what? Well, some sometimes with guys, I think they're more gossipy than women are. And they'll be like, they will tell like their whole group, like, look, look what she sent me. Oh my gosh. You know, like they're more like,
0: but that's more of like a, a casual uh, yeah. sex relationship versus like husband and wife or like, you know, uh, but a there are people company. that
2: are in, they're still, you know,
0: no, when you're in a long term, you're so comm- saying it's
2: better to sex when you're sex, sex texting. <laughs> when you're in a long-term relationship. Well, I'm
0: not going to answer that, but for, to quell your nervousness about, oh my God, he's, if I send him this photo and he's just going to show, you know, Tom, like just wait until you guys are in a secure relationship where it's like, you know, we're exclusive. You're probably even living together, stuff like that to make you feel better. Yeah. But not all guys do kiss and tell. Some do, a lot do. A lot but- do, but yeah.
2: Just be careful women. Just saying for the women, women out mm-hmm. there hey ladies how y'all doing <laughs> you know just be careful who you are am um, sexting out there is it's, it's just it's just more safer and you're in more of a committed relationship than having to be oh. dealing with these casual dudes out there that will be spilling your tea all over the place okay mm-hmm. yeah saying, when, ladies.
1: when you are in a committed long-term relationship it is a great tool to help enhance excitement and playfulness in a relationship. Yeah. yeah, yeah
2: so yeah. use the words, do not the pictures. Use the words. <laughs> <laughs> you want to send a picture? Send a picture of a laundry It's Like, look at that. Waiting for you. Like, you know? <laughs> all right, we'll see. That's yeah, good. You can always coming. send
1: pictures with no face.
0: Mmm. Okay.
1: You just
2: wait to protect yourself. That's all.
0: Well, you know, this has been a lot. I have a lot more questions to ask, but I think I'm just going to land this journey of a trip that we've gone on. I'm going to ask the final question. You know, what would you say is one final tip that you would give to any couple or single listening in on how to maintain and have a positive sex life slash relationship?
1: You have to talk 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 about sex. If you're in a relationship and you're not talking about how sexually satisfied you are, how what else you can do or your partner can do to help you be more sexually satisfied, what are some things you want to explore, what are some things that help increase your desire. If you're not talking about these things, these sex problems will creep up on you later in your relationship. Like I said, three, five, ten hump and one person will explode or one person will have stepped out already in the relationship so it is highly important that you talk about sex and the kind of sex you want in a relationship
0: he said communicate about sex because you're right i think sometimes it does get a little taboo even in the Mm -hmm. relationship like "Mm, should we not should we not so it's funny that you mentioned that because i think almost after every session i always ask you did you enjoy yourself like Mm -hmm. i always ask because i'm intentional what's the sense of being there and you're not enjoying yourself and just sitting there so you know you let me know if i always ask you know
2: yeah yeah he always asks me yeah
0: Like you enjoy yourself yes okay good my job is done
2: yeah but i I like to Well, it's great, too, when you communicate with each other, like when you guide your partner, like, okay... Maybe stop doing this and do this instead. You know, oh, we'll go back to what you were doing before. You know, like like guide them into what you like mm-hmm. instead of communicating and talking. Like you can talk about everything else, but why why is sex so taboo? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And especially for married couples, mm-hmm. and also for Christian couples, like they don't want to talk about sex with their partner. And it's like you know you're supposed to have sex yeah. with your partner, you know, right. in a marriage, and and still still walk you know your righteous path. And also, I mean- you're, you're already just, married.
1: Not, okay. Yeah.
2: And the biggest thing is just not to make your married bed be defiled. Keep it undefiled, okay? By keeping that married bed sacred to just the two of you. Mm-hmm. Don't invite nothing else in there but the two of you. And like Dr. Tara said, there's just so many ways you can be able to have fun, be spontaneous, have that passionate, that kinky sex, you know, and that love and sex that you, that will be satisfying to both of you. Just no. take notes. Take notes, okay? Mm-hmm. Take no. notes. And yeah, ooh, that's before that's I go, fun.
1: before I go, try role play. Yeah, yeah. yeah role play could be fun.
2: I've seen, you know, when you see like in movies where the husband pretends to pick up his wife at the bar, or, like pick her up, like and he takes her home. It's cute. The role playing stuff, it's cute. Like have fun, you know, like. <laughs> Hey, stranger, how you doing? Like, I was wanted yeah. to see how he would pick me up, like, at, if I was like at a restaurant or so. I mean,
0: we could try it Ooh. after the baby's born. Yeah.
2: Let's try this. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Try there you go. See? Like, we, we see people the dating and stuff. It's like, man, I never experienced really dating out there. So we're just like, hmm. how would we do it?
0: <laughs> Don't worry. Once the baby's born, I got you. I got you. Yeah. I have a whole idea in mind. And we're going to tell Dr. Tar all about it. Okay.
1: Perfect. <laughs> I'm glad I recommended uh, different things for you to try. That was literally a coaching session.
0: Yes, right. it was. It was. So thank you already for that. Yeah. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. My
2: pleasure. We
0: just thank you also again for, for coming on and spending some time with us, getting to learn a little bit of the stuff that we've never really shared on our platform about us personally. Yeah.
2: Because, you know, we keep it private and stuff. But you guys yeah, are very brave. Fun. <laughs> Thank good you. job. Good job. <laughs> yeah, it's been really fun and, and you've been very educating in so many different areas and I just want this episode to be able to help those couples out there, Yeah, you know, to find that passion back, that love back in the relationship.
0: Yes. A hundred percent. And so for everybody listening in and watching, search anywhere you find podcasts and anywhere, Dr. Tara, and she will come up, follow, like, subscribe, everything that you can, YouTube, TikTok, especially Instagram. So follow her, follow her, follow her and stay very close to her because she's giving a lot of tips and she was being really nice here. Just yes. let you guys know. She's being very nice here. On her other platforms, she lets loose.
2: Yes. So we'll drop all <laughs> her links in the description below. Yes, yes, yes. So and Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe um, to It's Relational.
0: It's Relational if your bud. Yes.
2: <laughs> and turn on your notification bells as well.
0: All right, boom. So you want to take us out then?
2: So to everyone out there, have a great day, a great evening, a great night. And wherever you are in the world, stay blessed.
0: Yes. Be well.